Sorry Batman, not yours. I'm writing about chronic kidney disease and diabetes. For a decade, I've been told diabetes is the number one cause of CKD. Got it. And, as you know, CKD. Then I learned that CKD can cause diabetes. Um, okay, I guess that sort of makes sense. And then, oh my, I developed diabetes. But how? I'd never questioned how that worked before, but I certainly did now. Let's go back to the beginning here. First of all, what is diabetes? I included this information in Slow It Down CKD 2013. According to Medical News Today at https colon slash slash www.medicalnewstoday.com slash info slash diabetes. Diabetes, often referred to by doctors as diabetes mellitus, describes a group of metabolic diseases in which the person has high blood glucose, blood sugar, either because insulin production is inadequate, or because the body cells do not respond properly to insulin, or both. Patients with high blood sugar will typically experience polyuria, frequent urination, they will become increasingly thirsty, polydipsia, and hungry, polyphagia. Guilty on all three counts as far as symptoms. It gets worse. I uncovered this fact in Slow It Down CKD 2014. According to diabetes.co.uk at https colon slash slash www.diabetes.co.uk slash how does diabetes affect the body.html. The kidneys are another organ that is at particular risk of damage as a result of diabetes and the risk is again increased by poorly controlled diabetes, high blood pressure and cholesterol. This is getting more and more complicated. But again, how is diabetes damaging my kidneys? It seemed to me that I had just posted a fact about this on Slow It Down CKD's Facebook page, so I checked. Yep, I did on September 7th. Did you know that high glucose levels can make your red blood cells stiffen? This hinders your blood circulation. And this affects the kidneys how? Let's think about this a minute. Way back when I wrote what is it and how did I get it? Early stage chronic kidney disease, I included this information. A renal artery carries the blood, waste and water to the kidneys while a renal vein carries the filtered and sieved waste from the kidneys. The American Society of Hematology at http colon slash slash www.hematology.org slash patients slash basics slash tells us there are four parts of the blood. 1. Red blood cells. 2. White blood cells. 3. Plasma. 4. Platelets. Hmm, so red blood cells compose one quarter of your blood and high glucose can make them stiffen. To me, that means a quarter of your blood will be working against you not what we need. Especially when we're already dealing with chronic kidney disease. Back to my original question, again, how do high glucose levels affect the kidneys? Thank you to the National Kidney Foundation at https colon slash slash www.kidney.org slash slash content slash diabetes and kidney disease stages 1-4 for exactly the answer I was looking for. Blood vessels inside your kidneys. The filtering units of the kidney are filled with tiny blood vessels. Over time, high sugar levels in the blood can cause these vessels to become narrow and clogged. Without enough blood, the kidneys become damaged and albumin, a type of protein, passes through these filters and ends up in the urine where it should not be. Nerves in your body. Diabetes can also cause damage to the nerves in your body. Nerves carry messages between your brain and all other parts of your body, including your bladder. They let your brain know when your bladder is full. But if the nerves of the bladder are damaged, you may not be able to feel when your bladder is full. The pressure from a full bladder can damage your kidneys. Urinary tract. If urine stays in your bladder for a long time, you may get a urinary tract infection. This is because of bacteria. 
Bacteria are tiny organisms like germs that can cause disease. They grow rapidly in urine with a high sugar level. Most often these infections affect the bladder, but they can sometimes spread to the kidneys. I would say I'm heart. Uh, kidney, broken about this development, but the truth is I'm not. I don't like it, I don't want it, but I can do something about it. I'd already cut out complex carbs and sugar-laden foods in an abortive attempt to lose weight for my health. Well, maybe my daughter's wedding on October 6th had something to do with that decision, too. The point is, I've started. I'm aware of the carbohydrates in food and I'm learning how to control my intake of them. Just as I'm aware that I have to break in the shoes for the wedding. Something new has to be gotten used to. I've had a head start. Why the emphasis on carbs, you ask? I turned to my old favorite the National Institute of Diabetes, Digestive and Kidney Diseases at https colon slash slash www.nit.nih.gov slash health information slash diabetes slash overview slash diet eating physical activity slash carbohydrate counting for help. When you eat foods containing carbohydrates, your digestive system breaks down the sugars and starches into glucose. Glucose is one of the simplest forms of sugar. Glucose then enters your bloodstream from your digestive tract and raises your blood glucose levels. The hormone insulin, which comes from the pancreas or from insulin shots, helps cells throughout your body absorb glucose and use it for energy. Once glucose moves out of the blood into cells, your blood glucose levels go back down. If you've got diabetes, your body either is not producing enough insulin or not interacting well with the insulin it is producing. Measuring my blood sugar levels when I awaken in the morning has shown me that when I'm sleeping, When I cannot help my blood sugar levels come down by eating protein or exercising, even in my dreams, is when I have the highest blood sugar. During the day I can keep it under control. And that's where my medication comes in. The usual, metformin, can cause nausea, which I deal with more often than not, so that was out. However, a new medication on the market just might do the trick. It's only been a few days, but I do notice my blood sugar upon waking is getting lower each day. This medication is not a panacea. I still have to be careful with my food, exercise daily, and sometimes counteract a high-carb food with a protein. I'm not there yet, but I'm learning. Until next week. Keep living your life.